Welcome to Style DNA, the podcast I created to uncover the lives behind the looks of your favorite well-known faces and help unveil their style DNA. As a designer, I've always been inspired by the premise that wearing the right pieces should make you feel the best version of yourself, gorgeous and confident, and that these pieces should be designed and crafted for longevity. I'm delighted to share that this episode is supported by Karen Millen, a brand that has a 42-year legacy in the world of fashion. Their commitment to affordable luxury and making investment pieces accessible has truly stood the test of time. Whether you're searching for a timeless winter coat that will serve you for years to come, or an elegant evening dress, you'll find both classic and modern designs that are perfect for refreshing your wardrobe for the season ahead. Online at karenmillan.com. Head over to my Instagram for a link to a special treat for listeners. Today, I'm going on a sartorial journey with Melissa Odebash, MBE. Entering the swimwear industry as a model, Melissa launched her eponymous label in 1999. She's credited with introducing high fashion into resort wear, with her swimwear being quickly described by Vogue as the Ferraris of the bikini world. Her first collection was curated with chic, solid-coloured bikinis. However, this soon expanded into beachwear, often inspired by her mother's 1970s crochet pieces, before developing and growing into the collections that we know today. Her collections are distributed in over 65 countries and throughout 600 luxury department stores, boutiques and resorts, including her own online web store and two standalone stores in London. Melissa is passionate about supporting her philanthropic ventures, including Fashion Targets Breast Cancer, The Prince's Trust, Kids Co, Chiva, and has partnered with the Elton John AIDS Foundation. In 2015, Melissa launched her debut mastectomy line with the Future Dreams Breast Cancer Charity, and she continues to support, partner, and champion their cause whenever she can. Hello. Hi, and Madeline. welcome. How lovely to have you here, Melissa. So nice to be here. Oh, we last met up at the spa at the lake. Yes, we were actually paddle boarding, right? And we were. I have to say, you saved my bacon because the concept or the thought of paddle boarding or doing stand-up yoga. Yeah, well, there was a photographer videoing us too. I know, that was a bit intimidating. With a drone overhead yeah. in a bikini, I thought, I'm, I think I might word. cancel. And then you arrive with this glorious... Zip front, long sleeve, khaki, the perfect one piece. Well, it basically covers everything, so it's not so intimidating. I loved it. I mean, you were like... cold water plunge afterwards. <laughs> you were like the Bond girl that you are, and I uh, really cannot thank you enough. But those those were genius, those pieces. Yeah, they're for the new cold water plunge idea or surfers or paddle boarding and also you don't have to put some luck on all day and I love the idea that I've got my arms a bit covered so mm -hmm. that was just perfect uh, we must have known each other for at least a 20? couple of decades um just within, two yeah. let's say 20 20 years should we just see? I think we both were starting at the same time I started a little earlier than okay you. a little earlier yeah um but I was but living in Rome before so yeah exactly and the industry's changed a lot do you yeah. think for the better? Some things for the better, some things, especially for people starting out, I think it's it's for the better in the sense that you can promote things for free because of um, Instagram, everything is free. You can launch you know, any brand without having to pay for an advertisement in a magazine. 
But then there's the drawback. Sometimes you, there's this new generation so used to instant satisfaction. So they think all of a sudden they get so many followers so that their brand is so well known, but it can also finish that quickly. So it's 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 got its plus and minuses. And the whole um, catwalk world has changed dramatically. Too. Dramatically. And actually yesterday I did a show in Miami for Sports Illustrated. Um, they got some of the old supermodels. They're 63, 64, Carol Alt. And um, I, I, they wore my swimwear on the runway and they looked amazing, which you would never have seen 60-year-old women back on the runway, you know, 10 years ago. I... That makes my heart yeah. sing because I love the fact that our generation is much more represented now than it totally. ever has and been. And also different body shapes. Everyone's accepted. There's no such thing as like models anymore. I kind of feel like everyone's inclusive. You know, it's about embrace your body, which is great. Like everyone should embrace their body. No more body shaming imagery and all of that. I personally, in my business, I love curvy women. I wish I had curves. I always found curves... The Raquel Welsh's, the Sophie Lorenz. For me, that's woman. That's sexy. That's everything. I, you know, not all of us get curves, but I always, always, it's like my favorite type of model would be a woman with curves. Well, it's interesting. I mean, we both started out in the modeling world and that mm -hmm. gave us the opportunity to um, try on awful lot of clothes or bikinis yep. or what, whatever and gives gave us the opportunity to really feel when something was well cut or not or oh, yeah. what made us feel good and what what I love about what you do is is it, it was very much how I approached um designing designing yeah. was I just wanted to elevate the woman I wanted I, I wanted to feel the best version of me and right. my woman to feel the best version well I was also besides modeling I also was a fit model for Prada for all the because I lived in Rome, so I was working in Milan. So I was working for all the brands, and my proportions were, I guess, the sample proportions. So I would stand on like a platform for hours while they pinned me. So it was like a good learning lesson. Italians do the best fabrics; you can't beat them. And it's so, and it's all about the fit. At the end of the day, you can come up with the funkiest designs, but if they don't fit to the body, so that's how I slowly, slowly learned about what's good quality fabric and it's it's more sustainable to pay a little bit more but get the best of the best quality that will last for years so it's about you know i've for me i've been sustainable for 20 something years because the product lasts i've always loved the fabrics that you use i i, I love fabrics um but for me your fabrics do put the body in the right place which for swimwear is pretty fundamental fundamental completely but i also use my outer fabric which is high end like super on the inside so my lining is the same as the outside so because you know I believe that if I believe in something that lasts like if you're going to pay a lot of money for my swimwear I want it to last 10 years 20 years I still wear swimsuits of mine that were 20 years ago there's the plus that okay maybe people don't rebuy one because it lasts so long but at the same time it's sustainable now there's been a lot of controversy with man-made fibers mm -hmm. Um, how are you approaching that in terms of your sustainability? Yes. Um, so I took as much plastic as I can out of the company. No more, pl no plastic hangers. Everything is recyclable, um, um, recyclable plastic. All our um, bottles. We, we've gotten rid of 
every kind of plastic. My I do a sustainable swimmer line, which is from recyclable bottles. And all my factories now recycle the water, recycle, like it's a whole different system. I mean, they're, you can only get so far because they're not as tech savvy in the swimmer business because some fabrics are made out of corn, which will disintegrate in the water. So you have not to be, yeah. Idea. So, you know, you can only do so much, but um, I'm trying to go as, you know, as, as much as the fabric companies are advanced, then I'm just following right behind them. And for every purchase, um, I do online, I pull thousands of plastic bottles out of the ocean. Amazing. So, so like that. I, I'm trying to do a, a circle of, you know, sustainability by taking plastic out of the oceans. Uh, coming coming back to um, sort of preparing for this interview, I found myself reflecting on my first bikini experience. And um, it, it will make you laugh, actually, because I was 14 years old and my parents had just opened a bank account for me, given me a monthly allowance, and was and I was told strictly, you make that last, and we're not topping it up. And I had been invited on a family holiday with a, a great friend to Mallorca. It was my first time to the Mediterranean. And I thought it made a lot of sense to spend my entire month's allowance on one French bikini that I would wear 24-7 for seven days. I, I think you're absolutely right. You you already were in fashion at the age of 14. <laughs> but you grew up with four siblings? Yes, five. Five siblings? Five, four girls and a boy. And what's funny, I probably had swimmer engraved to me because my parents probably couldn't handle having five kids. So they went away every year to St. Martin, which is in the Caribbean. And they went to the French side of the island. And every year when they came back after probably a month later... We all got a bikini. I don't know why, but we all got like skimpy, skimpy, tiny bikinis that were French. You know, I'm from New Jersey, okay? There's no such thing as, they don't even know where France is, okay? French bikinis, and they were like beaded on the hips, metal, like insane Pryla Perla style back in the day um, bikinis. And I remember my mother, to, you know, never putting tops on us. I'm like, mom, we're from New Jersey, like put our tops on. We can't just go around. We're not in St. Martin. We're at the Jersey Shore. Like, put our top, being mortified, not wearing a top. Um, probably half my pictures I have as a child, I'm just wearing like little French bikinis. So maybe my mother was totally into fashion, loved it. She, you know, she stayed home. She was a housewife for us five kids, but she sewed, she crocheted, she made stained glass windows. She was completely art, like into art and very artistic. So I just, I don't know, I think it just was embedded in me as a young kid, bikinis, and just got into it. What what a great story. Yeah. Um, I know that you've done um, this incredible mastectomy line, which mm -hmm. I think is just awesome because I think, you know, in swimwear, we're just so, it, we're at our... Most, most vulnerable. Most vulnerable. And then if you had a mastectomy... Yeah. Art. So well, think, tell me a little I mean, bit about I mean, think about that. us not having a mastectomy, how, how insecure we are already going to the beach. Whether you're a supermodel, we all, as a woman, we're all insecure. I don't know why, but we're always so like, oh, no, my legs, my this. I mean, I've heard everything. And I went to a charity event for women who have been through um, breast cancer and, of course, cried the whole entire lunch. Oh. And then... Future Dreams approached me and they said, would I do something with them? And my sister had breast cancer and there's no breast cancer in my family. And she's fine. Thank God she caught it on time. So I said, why don't we do a 
mastectomy swimwear line and I'll donate everything to the charity. And we, I had all the women who have been through breast cancer come to the office and they were not embarrassed. They tried on all, because it, you know, it's a learning lesson. It's completely different. Who has scars here? Who has scars there? They need it higher, higher under the arms to hide the scars. And it sold really well. So, you know, we have five years I've been doing it now. Um, so we're working on the next collection and hopefully it goes well. And, and I hope one day it's not in, not needed anymore that they find a cure for it. Um, but, you know, it's for me, it's all about what you give back. Yeah. No. I and think it's all about like even the doctors said to me, you know, it's funny. I know it's a materialistic thing, but when women find out they've had breast cancer, the second question is, will anyone notice a difference when I go to on, on family holidays? Oh, so it is it, you know, retail therapy, I think is always good, you know, and if it makes you brings you back your confidence, because, you know, I have special pads for your for your prosthetic that yep. you put inside the pockets, um, you know, so no one notices and it's you feel good. It's all about making women feel good. So, yeah. Yep. And for a good cause. Brilliant. Well, today we're going on a style journey. Great. Your style journey. So how did you decide what to wear when coming here today? Um, I actually had four meetings today, so it was pretty, <laughs> I have a standard. I always, I have like 17 white suits. I've always loved, I think you do too. I've always, I, do, yeah. I think n everyone looks good in a white suit or white blazers or cream. So I have got many. So it's like my go-to when I don't have a lot of time, I just grab my cream blazer. I'm wearing white jeans. I don't know if you could see below, uh, cream blazer, white blazer, Every time I have meetings or black blazer, it's like simple. I think there's like core pieces that one, every woman should have in their closets. Navy blazer, white blazer, black blazer. So and you're quite a uniform person by uniform the sounds of things. For that. Yes. yes. Easy. Easy. I like easy, fast. I don't, I like, I do my own hair. I cut my own hair. I'm like, I don't have the patience. Oh, fantastically. Low maintenance. Low maintenance. Don't ask my husband or probably say I'm high maintenance, but I am low maintenance. Oh, boys just yeah. don't understand it. I, I loved um, when I spoke to Anya Hindmarch, she was saying, I think women should get paid more because we've got blow dryers and manicures and it just costs more being a woman. And <laughs> completely, I <loved> <laughs> completely. Um, now, with this podcast, I always ask, what's your earliest sartorial memory? But I, I wonder whether that's your French bikinis on the on I'd the probably beach. say French bikinis, but I don't know if you remember, but it was like, you mean like an error where you went totally wrong? Oh, my God. I'll tell you which. I already know it so well. Do you remember? I think it was like Capizio pants, but the crotch was like to the knee oh. and they were shaped like that. But then the crotch came way down. That was big mistake. But I have a sartorial when I started my swimmer line, it was when Wonderbra came out. I don't know if anyone remembers it, but it's it used to yep. lift your boobs up amazing. So I thought, and I was living in Rome with all the beautiful, gorgeous Italian men, and I thought, well, you can't go around all day, that's the way I was thinking, with boobs, and then you get to the beach, and you have no more boobs. So the guy you're with is going to be like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say boobs on this, but mm. you're allowed to say boobs. It's of all about course. boobs anyway. So anyway, you can't like, it didn't make sense to me. So I said, I'm going to create a wonder bra, but in a swimsuit so that you could continue having the same boobs you had during the day when you're on the beach. But what happened was it was like when padding for swimwear just came out and it absorbed all the water when you went inside the, the ocean. And I remember watching girls coming out and it was like squirting 
everywhere out of their swimsuits and then just like <laughs> deflating on them. And that was just a lesson I learned in my business okay. early on. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be repeated. Not to be repeated. But do you remember the first time you put something on that you, it just elevated you. You just felt different or you really didn't like it. Um, probably when I put on one of Julian's couture dresses. I'd say like... Not until then. Oh, no, I've had so many. Like, I used to collect um, vintage Levi's. So I'd say I, I'd say my Levi's always was my major thing because it lifted your butt. It was all like, I was like a pro on 501 jeans. Like, it had to have the perfect fit. So I'd probably say my first... Well, there's a few. I don't know. I have so many. I couldn't even place one. My first fry boots... Thought it was the coolest thing. Satin jacket after Saturday Night Fever came out. Thought it was the coolest thing. Like, I'm from New Jersey, so these things are, like, major. They were important. Like, major. Soon as Saturday Night Fever came out, I was like, Mom, I want the satin blue jacket with the star on the back. You know, um, I have so many. I wouldn't even know where to start. I know you're someone who is passionate about design and you really appreciate those tiny details, the cut and the crafting. Um what ignited that passion in you, do you think? I'd say probably, I mean, I've always been like this. Even as a kid, I used to always go into my friends' houses and dress them, do their hair. I, I love makeovers. I love it. I love taking someone, changing. I used to go into the bedrooms, redo their bedrooms, even though I have not interiors, but just redo everything. I think from my mother, she's such a like glamorous, always was impeccably dressed, even with like five kids, and she wasn't going anywhere. She woke up. Her bathrobe matched her, slippers matched, and then perfect hair. She never had a bad hair day in her life. She just was always impeccably dressed and just always had style. She would wake me up when I was nine years old and start watching Elsa Clinch's, uh, um, what was it, CNN? Style. style. Yeah. And we would sit and watch all the European fashion shows. And as I sat there, I'd say, well, that skirt is definitely too long for her legs. And I would just, I don't know, I think it was like something, she got women's wear daily every day. So I think, and I was the only child that was into it. Everyone else ignored it. So me and my mom would just watch it all the time. Did she have an opinion on your sense of style? No, never. And didn't influence no. it? No, never. No. But she, like, if I say, oh, mom, I'm looking for this white t-shirt. She was like, I know which one. And she would get it for me and she would know exact, like the exact fit. She was very, I don't know, very stylish. Still but is. But your siblings are not interested in fashion? No, not at all. Fascinating. Do you remember what you put on for your first date with your husband? Yeah, I do, because I still have the picture. It wasn't even a date. Um, I was meeting a friend who she, he happened to be with, and I had a cheetah, I don't know, cheetah printed shirt with leather jeans on. I remember it perfectly. And do you still have it? Maybe my kids have it now. I don't know. Actually, I don't know where it is, but I remember it perfectly. What did you wear to get married in? Uh, one of my beach dresses, a knit beach dress to the, like a, one of my knit beach dresses. Were you on a beach? I was in Palm Beach. Beautiful. And so you then wore that again? Uh, well, I wore it straight to dinner because it was like a beach dress. But have you kept it and worn it again? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> Is it is it sort of I make so many collections every year. I have to still keep keep up with whatever I design I wear that year. Is it tucked away especially for Yeah, I definitely have it tucked away somewhere. I don't know where. Now I have to ask you this because as the mother of two daughters. Yes. 
Uh, the mother of the bride conundrum. I know we're not there yet, but if one of them was getting married, say this summer, right? What do you think you'd wear to their wedding? Good question because I just went to my niece's um, wedding in Rome, and it was probably one of the most beautiful weddings I've ever been to because the church was a cathedral. It was just absolutely stunning. And my sister-in-law wore the most stunning, like pink beaded, stunning chanel looking uh, suit. She looked like so chic. So I don't know. It's funny. I think of that sometimes when I'm at other people's weddings, like what would I wear? Probably a pantsuit. I don't know. I see Something you- not to take away from my daughter. I see you in a white tuxedo suit. Totally. <laughs> totally. Totally my look. I mean, you've worked in and around the fashion industry all your life. Yep. Um, but when do you feel you really discovered your personal style DNA? Oh, definitely when I was young. I was like, I mean, I used to like, <laughs> you should have seen me as a kid. I purposely would wear my sweaters backwards to do something different in my high school. I bought boxing sneakers, high top sneakers, but they were for boxers because no one's ever seen high top sneakers and I would wear them and my whole school would make fun of me. I I could care less. I was like, I'm going to stand out. I'm going to be like, I don't know. I just always did something weird. Always. Not weird. Because of course, two years later, the Jersey kids were wearing their sweaters backwards. But I would always do something that maybe I saw in New York City, which to them was like a foreign country (laughs) when you grow up in New Jersey. And I was always sneaking out and going to New York. Um, So yeah, I would just pick up trends in New York and then find it and bring it back to New Jersey. But when did you refine that into your... Well, I moved to Paris when I was 19. So probably when I moved to Paris and then, you know, I started with the French accent when my parents came over, did the whole French thing and, you know, mama... (laughs) And started, you know, copying the French style. Then I moved to Milan and then I did the whole Italian style. And then I moved to Rome. I think from traveling, you learn something everywhere you go. Um, My mother is very, also very traditional and preppy. So, you know, like that never goes out of style for me. Like the Navy blazer, still the Navy blazer 50 years later. So I'm traditional, like I have my traditional style that never goes out, but Elegant, classy, and sexy. That's, but with your sexy spin, I you have to have a sexy think. spin on it. Yeah, always. Um, you're an incredibly chic woman, but what would you say the secret is to staying stylish as the years creep by? I feel like don't follow trends, and I think a lot of people follow trends and get it totally wrong because not everyone can wear what's in fashion at the moment, or it's not the right color for them. Um. I always liked classic. I always think even young girls, even 20-year-old girls, when they wear a one-piece and it's not a G-string, and I find it 10 times sexier than a G-string on them, even if they have the perfect body and they're 18 or 19 or whatever. So I always find that like having a little bit of class, you know, and I think our role model that they have, you know, Kate Middleton is a perfect role model because she always looks beautiful and she's not flashy. Like I don't, believe in being so flashy sometimes like I just think you know find your personal style don't follow the the trends sometimes because it'll be easier to get dressed also um and just find what gives you confidence that's really important if someone was to describe your style in three words how would you want them to describe it casual chic I guess and the third word casual um, <laughs> casual, casual um, timeless. It's pretty good. 
Um, I think as human beings, we uh, can be, and particularly in the fashion world, a little bit guilty of uh, judging people on their style and the labels they wear. And um, do you find yourself looking at someone and and not not judging them, but sort of working out who they are by what they're wearing and their look? Um, I think we all do that. We've all guilty of looking at someone and prejudging, you know. But I think style's an individual thing. Like, I don't believe that you... I don't believe you buy style because, you know, I think you can dress impeccably by high street stores. You don't need to have brands and wear brands to become stylish. So it's all about how you put together yourself. And also, like I did this show once with, I think it's how you carry yourself. I grew up with like, I had friends that, you know, maybe they weren't the best, you know, the most beautiful, but they had so much confidence that made them 10 times more beautiful than the best looking girl in the school. It's how you carry yourself, how you walk into a room. And confidence for me is, is beauty. Like that's 10 times better than having a logo shirt or it's the way you carry yourself. So just, I just feel like this younger generation, you know, are missing a bit of confidence because there's so much social media in their faces 24 seven and they're comparing themselves that I always say, just carry yourself like you're the best person walking down the street. And I promise you, everyone will turn because it's the way you carry yourself. Do your daughters listen to you? Uh, they fake like they don't, but I know they do. Like, yes. Yeah, I think they listen to me. Sometimes they'll come down in an outfit. They're like, oh, that's so my style. You just copied my style. I'm like, no, I'm the older one. No, you guys copied me. Do, do they have quite an opinion on what you wear? Sometimes. Oh, I'll ask them. We all kind of, we're all the same size. And we all kind of dress similar, except for my younger one, who's still in the crop tops. But um yeah, we're all quite similar in size. You strike me as being someone who's being in, or who is incredibly confident about yourself and your I sense have to of be. style. I'm around naked, young, perky girls all day. If I'm not confident, I don't know who could be. <laughs> who do you? Whose opinion do you really trust? Who who do you go to for an opinion on whether you what what something looks like? Probably my mother. Still would go to my mother and say. Is this appropriate? And she'd say yes or no. She's quite honest. And that's done sort of on FaceTime yep, to on Jersey. FaceTime. Yep. Lovely. No, she's in Palm Beach, but I'd be like, yeah, mom, does this look good? Yeah, that's fine. The issue is, well, you know your feet will get uncomfortable, so take an extra pair and yeah. That's a that's a lovely relationship. Yeah. Would you consider um who would you consider to be your style icon? Oh gosh, I have a few my mother for sure. She was like always been up there. Hmm. That's a hard one because I have a few and they're, you know, it depends. Like if it's swim, I'd say Rocco Welsh and Sophie Loren would be my favorite. And Elle McPherson, she's gorgeous. I don't really have a style icon. I'd find everywhere I travel, I find something like in India. I love the the the, um, the sarongs or the what saris. saris. Or if I go to Morocco, I'm obsessed with the kaftans. Like, so I changed, I'm a Gemini, I changed my mind. So one one year I'll like, oh my God, pink. Ugh. The next year I'm like, oh my God, I love that pink. So my brain's always going you sound in like different. sound like a true yeah. Gemini. True Gemini. <laughs> Is age a consideration on how you dress, do you think? 
and no. I, I think times, like you were saying, like it's so different today. Like actually today in Daily Mail, um, I just posted there's an article on should women over 50 wear bikinis or cover their bellies or wear high-waisted uh, swimsuits. And, you know, they posted all supermodels. So today I purposely took out all the women that my clients are over 50 and they look insane and they're over 50 and there's nothing wrong. There is no right or wrong in anyone's age. I mean, you go to Italy and the grandmas are all in skimpy bikinis. So there's no right or wrong about what's age appropriate. Of course, some things, you know, some things I think maybe my mother always told me after a certain age, you never wear leather and you never wear high boots. But that's Ever. very American to yeah. have those rules. Yeah, isn't she was it? like, never. And I never wear heard. velvet after yeah. May or whatever. Yeah, it I is. remember my mother's always would go to like Bergdorf Goodman's and she was like, oh, that lady's wearing leather. She shouldn't be wearing leather at her age. <laughs> so I think it was a little bit, you know, embedded in me like, okay, certain things at certain ages you shouldn't wear. But, you know, she's in her 80s and that's probably what her mother told her. Um, but I think today, especially today, anything goes. Any tips, though, for the listener to when you're buying swimwear, which is, I find, an incredibly hard thing to do. More often than not, the overhead lighting is just Horrible. beyond grim. No, it's hard. It ripples your body. So you never, lesson number one, never try swimwear on with lights overhead. Always should be behind the mirror of the lighting. Two, if you're a larger woman or you're more curvy, don't go a size up because you think the, the swimsuit will cover more of your body. When you're walking down the beach, skin is neutral. You don't see skin. So if you buy a swimsuit like a size bigger or you want to cover more your butt, you're only going to see fabric. So you're going to look double your size. So I always say buy true to size tight fittings because nappy bottoms are horrible. You don't want to have saggy nappy bottoms. Um, so that's another thing. And... Find something if, you know, I have all these tricks like ruching on the stomach of a swimsuit because it creates a more hourglass body. It's 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 not easy. <sighs> it's not easy finding what suits your body. But you have to also think, you know, am I going to have self-tan? Am I going to be white? Start with neutral colors, then go into the brighter as the tanner you get. Or I always think that one of the best times for me to buy swimwear is at the end of the holiday when you're a little bit brown or when you're on holiday yeah because you're in a good mood you're not yes. in an office shopping online you're already there you've got your four-day tan going you've got the salt water in your hair you're feeling good and then oh, i'll just hop into that little hotel store i'll hop into a beach hut and, yeah. and buy swimwear yeah it's funny there was an article just recently about it if you buy swimwear when you're on holiday. And I think it's a good thing. I think it's a really good thing. I mean, just swinging back to age, um, do you? how do you feel about long hair as we get older? Well, look at what's her name, Carmen. Um, there's so many ex-supermodels that are in their 80s now look incredible. And they've got long hair. As long as it's well cut, there's, I mean, I'm all about long hair, so... I love long hair. And it's not like, I remember my grandmother looked like a grandmother when she was 40. So, you know, I don't know if everyone else agrees, but when my grandmother was 40, I remember always looked like a grandma. Like today, it's different. 
you know, I don't believe it. I don't know what it was. Was their I, generation? They have to chop your hair when you get to a certain age. I know, and then look like a man. Yeah, I just and then they go and get the rollers put in at the hairdresser. It's it's different today. So and the blue rinse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sit under those blow dryers. Do you have one piece of clothing that means the most to you? Hmm. Well, I have some old vintage like crochet stuff that my mother my mother had from when she used to go to St. Martin and the Caribbean every year. So I those were the first my I remember my mother saying, I came home one day, I was like, I'm gonna be a swimwear designer. They were so used to me being doing crazy things. And she said, Oh well, I used to she showed me pictures of herself and she had crochet hot shorts and I said, I'm gonna recreate those. And that's how I started. I had an Italian lady who never left her bed and she would crochet handmade um crochet shorts and dresses and skirts for me and that's was one of my first pieces I made so yes it has sentimental value how lovely let's talk about travel something you do a lot of are you very aware of your airport look are you being a well-known face um not really that aware of my airport look. Sometimes I get mortified when someone on Instagram was like, oh, I didn't want to come up to you. I was sitting three rows behind you. And right away, I'm like, oh my God, what was I wearing? <laughs> what was I wearing? I definitely had probably an eye mask and earplugs in. Um, sometimes, now I, it, you know, it's my, oh, I'm always cold. So always a, like a, a warm sweater and a scarf, always, regardless if it's summer because the air conditioning in planes. Um, and I've learned like to put on sunblock now, but my airplane look is usually always the same. Comfortable, comfortable shoes, blazer, t-shirt. And it's your uniform. It's my uniform. I have my uniform. And it's a good one. Um, on the, the blazer front, who, whose blazers do you particularly love? You know, anyone from, oh God, like, of course, Tom Ford used to cut the best blazers. So, you know, I still have his old Tom Ford fitted blazers, but Zara does amazing fitting blazers. There's so many, uh, Ralph Lauren. I love old traditional ones. Like, um, I'm trying to think of people that do amazing blazers. I don't know. Cause, uh, rag and bone. I just buy them wherever I am. Whenever I'm like traveling, it's the one I buy t-shirts. Very hard for me to find jeans cause I have very long legs. T-shirts, jeans in America and blazers in Europe. I love the way you just threw that in. I have yeah. very long legs. Well, it's very hard. Like you're tall Envy like me. long legs. No, but like you're tall like me, it's really hard to not have cold ankles because our the jeans, they just don't think about tall people when they design jeans. Which brand is your guilty secret and why? Mm, for any product on yeah. my body? My guilty secret would be, I'd say jeans because I buy jeans all the time. And brand that you I like um uh J brand is it called yeah I like frame um anything that does extra long anything like that so I remember my kids constantly saying mommy really got to cover those ankles it's not a good look I'm like okay you go find me the jeans that beautiful feet and beautiful ankles yeah but it's freezing in London (laughs) boots boots that my mother tells me I shouldn't wear boots (laughs) what's your high street paper Zara Money, no object brand? If I had, uh, YSL. And you mentioned earlier putting on a, I love YSL. a Julian McDonald couture dress. Just just talk to me about that moment. So Julian, I met 
many years ago, and um, we became best friends overnight. So lucky for me, I save a lot of money, call him up, I'm his sample size, and I'm like, we most of the time anyway, he's my, you know, he's my walker to all these events, or I'm his walker, and uh, I just call him, like, send me a dress, and I just don't even try it on. Five minutes before he picks me up, I put it on, and it's off we go. Although one time he was sneaky, and I and he sent me a dress, and he was like, oh, no, it's perfect. It was green beaded. He didn't tell me that the sides were naked. So both sides of my body were completely naked. But I, I had five minutes to get dressed, so I had to wear it. Or undressed. Or undressed, exactly. <laughs> kind of put my arms down through, through the sides. <laughs> but it worked. Love to see a picture of that one. Uh, what, if anything, do you feel you have an excessive amount of in your wardrobe? Oh, gosh, definitely white t-shirts t-shirts and who do you go to for the best white t-shirts i like james pierce yeah. i have to say like they're quite standard always like my go-to t-shirts when i need you know it's four colors so james pierce definitely does the best t-shirts guilty secret what's the most expensive item of clothing that you've bought you don't have to tell me the price tag but what was it uh -huh. uh... What was the most expensive thing? Probably an Yves Saint Laurent coat. Can't really remember. Yves Saint Laurent coat. I'm not a big, I think because I make clothes and I wear my own clothes. So I only basically buy, so I got the dresses from Julian to wear his samples. And then I buy like things that I need for the day. Um, I love shoes. I like bags, but not like I'm not crazy. Because you're in the industry, and this is so true to so many yeah. people in the industry, when we're not used to paying full price for anything because Ever. you know someone right. who works at that brand or owns the brand. Do you do you struggle with sort of going shopping and paying full price for something? I don't if I know it's gonna last. So if it's like a classic piece that I know, like I love Balmain blazers too. Um if I if it's a classic that I can wear all the time, I don't mind because I, I, I believe that it's better to have less pieces, but something that's going to last than too many pieces that you're just going to throw away, throw away or whatever, give away after after a few months. Have you ever justified a purchase with pounds per wear? No, I haven't. No, not it's a good that. one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually haven't because I, I do wear pretty much everything I own. I rotate it. And I have two daughters that are the same size, so one of us is always wearing something. I really share everything. I don't care if they borrow my stuff. You sound like the most heavenly mother. You I really am. do. I am. It's a she with a, with a heavenly mother, I have to admit. Um, honestly, how many pairs of shoes do you own? Hmm. I don't throw away shoes. I don't, like, I give away some things that don't fit. Um, but the good thing, I, I used to live in, like I told you, I used to live in Milan, so I used to go to the Prada outlets I mean, there is the pluses of living in Italy. And back then it was lira. It wasn't even euros or whatever it is now. And so they were like 50 lira back in the day. So I would just like model, get the money, get in the car with my other girlfriends and just buy. So a lot of my old Prada shoes I used to keep because they were like the coolest. And I still think some of those old stars are still so like they're still in fashion. Um, what was the question? How many shoes do I have? I don't know. Good answer. So swinging around to your values, what's your approach to sustainable fashion? I mean, I think we've possibly answered that. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think that 
we're all moving forward and I totally want to become 100% sustainable. But as a fashion designer, I'm not the one that decides that. It's like the fabric companies that are offering me things have to have the right fabrics to to make, you know, you can't lose your whole core business over trying out something that's sustainable because some things, I think the word sustainability is not correct because some things that are sustainable actually break apart. So it's not sustainable to me. So sustainability is something that is good quality that lasts and never has to, you know, even after 20 years, you can still wear it. Something that's sustainable from a, you know, and I think people use it too easy, the word sustainable, and it's not really sustainable. So I make sure that even the factories are sustainable, like all the way down the line. And they're getting more and more advanced, like from year to year, they're getting so much better, like solar panels on all my fabric companies now. So it's, I think in the next five years, we'll, we'll be there. We'll be 100% sustainable, hopefully. What do you do with your clothes when you've had enough of them? I give everything to my team. At first, got my children, but then they're a bit hoarders, so I don't show them sometimes. And I give it to either anyone that works with me. They can. I just bring in bags constantly, and then whatever they don't want goes to the cleaners, or I, I give everything away. You're gonna have a line of people yeah. queuing oh, up. Oh no, I've to had. I just like. Yeah, I've had like. I just love like. You know what I mean? Like. It's, I want it to go to use. Do you ever buy vintage? I love vintage. Where are your favorite haunts? Um, Relic in London. I love even Portobello Market. Um, LA has an amazing, I'm trying to think of what it's called. Do you remember what it was called? Oh, it was I, a very famous one yes, in LA. I had it. Also, I, I have a house. I have a house in Florida and I live near Palm Beach. And West Palm Beach has all the old, amazing. Think about the ladies in Slim Erin's photos. All their old clothes are in these amazing vintage stores in West Palm Beach. The jewelry, the old poochy dresses. I oh, I just love it. And Rome. Rome has amazing vintage stores. I, I think um, vintage has now become completely mainstream. Going oh, yeah. into charity shops and it's... I, I love it. Even now my children are totally into charity shops. I made them both work at charity shops and then... Every time they come down and like yesterday, my daughter was wearing a striped shirt and she was like, eight pounds, charity shop. And I was like, good on you. But it's actually what ignited my passion, you know, back as a kid right. going into charity shops and being inspired and taking things home and remaking them. I used to, yeah, I learned to sew. I used to, I used to collect monkeys, not dolls. And I used to sew all monkeys. Monkeys. I was obsessed with monkeys. And I used as to. In Monkeys. Soft toy monkeys. Soft toy monkeys. And I'd hang them all with their tails around my bed. And just my mother got me Mr. Jigs. He was a real monkey for my birthday every year that would like do party tricks. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe one day I'll own a monkey. Did you did you dress your monkeys? All the time. I knitted. My grandmother taught me to knit and I would knit all their clothes. And you want to know the funniest thing? So I had a monkey, a stuffed monkey um, called Ukabaka. I don't know why, but I named it when I was a child. And someone in my office, a lovely girl that works for me, gave it me a, a monkey. She had it made with the name across the chest for my birthday present this year. Oh, how gorgeous. Because I was telling them the story. I was my favorite monkey as a kid. Is that a sweet present? That's really, really I love thoughtful. sentimental things like that. It was really yeah. sweet. Do you get sentimental about your clothes? No. So materialistic. Like, Anything materialistic, I could care less if it, like, it gets stained or well. No. But do you ever get nostalgic about something? You know, you're no. 
No. No. Anything materialistic, nothing. Zero. It's all about as long as we're all healthy, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, I think maybe because maybe I make clothes and I know there'll be a next collection the following year, but I don't, I've never been, I've never worried about these things ever. Like some women just go berserk, but no. Yeah. Obsess. Let's turn to some quick fire questions. Yes. What advice would you give your 20 year old self? Don't worry about anything. Like, don't, mm, like, you, you know, as a designer, we never think, like, I never think my collection is 100%. And I used to worry, like, oh my God, is anyone ever going to buy it? Oh my God, you know, it's something like, and I don't like it the minute I finish it. Like, my brain doesn't work that way. I think, like, just, I love what I do. Like, I love, and, you know, we're both designers. Like, when you wake up, you have that passion. But I think the worrying part, was ruining some of the design part because you're so insecure if someone's going to buy it or if they're going to like it or is it my taste and not their taste. So definitely less worrying. Which fashion trend would you like to see make a comeback? My old vintage Levi's. I want to remake them. What cut would they be? Fiber ones. They have to have the button, not the zip. Like I've got the whole thing down. What fashion or beauty trend would you consign to room 101? don't know what that means. Room 101 is just where you want to spin something. You know, you just don't want it. You don't ever want to see it again. Room 101. Okay, I've never heard that before. (laughs) Maybe it's an English thing. What's fashion trend do I never want to see again? Fashion or beauty? Well, you know what? That's funny you say that because there's two things I said to myself I would never wear in my life. Bergenstocks and Uggs. And I now own (laughs) both. I don't think I've seen you in both. I now own both after I said I would never be seen in them. Um, so I'm never going to say I would never wear a trend because, look, it's two things I thought I would never wear, and I'm wearing both because they're so comfortable. Your last impulse buy? Oh, uh, I just bought something. Mm. So effective, you can't remember. No, I, I don't. My last impulse buy. I don't know what it was, actually. Don't worry. Your views on tattoos. You know what? I really don't like tattoos. Nothing against them if that's your thing. But because I have, like, you know, I work with models and it, as a designer, when the models show up and they have too many tattoos, for me, it distracts from my product I just designed. So I'm not that into tattoos. And I think when you get older and the wrinkles come in, it changes the design of your tattoo or the wording changes. So not so sure about it. (laughs) Beauty treatment you couldn't give up. I love oxygen facials or hydrofacials. I think Sarah Chapman does incredible facials. Um, So not an ice bath. Well, since me and you did our ice baths together and I'm off to a spa on Thursday, um, I really think for stress and anxiety, I really think that ice baths, the plunge, the ice plunge that we did is amazing. And also they said that it's good for me because I'm always cold, so... I'm going to continue doing it. Up. Blow dry or manicure? Oh, I don't ever get blow dries, ever. Um, oh my God, the girl with the Never. gorgeous hair? Never. Oh, sit in a chair and me. No, I couldn't do it. I, I, I get asked more about how to blow dry your hair and curl it than I do on my swimmer sometimes. <laughs> high end or high street? Mix. Bling or bear? I prefer bear. Minimalism or maximalism? Both. 
Couture or charity shop? Both. Crocs, cute or puke? Crocs, what was the second one? Crocs, are they cute or puke? They're not cute. <gasps> Sneakers or stilettos? Both. Bags or shoes? Shoes. Bodycon or boho? Bodycon, always. Sports, luxe or rock chick? Both. Color or monochrome? Both. Experimental or uniform? Mm, both. I have a lot of both going on here. Cashmere or cotton? Um, I prefer cotton. Shapewear or sexy lingerie? Oh, shapewear. <laughs> Tights or stockings? What's the difference? Tights all the way up yeah. to the waist or stockings or hold-ups? Oh, because in America, stockings are also all the way up. Of course. Yeah, so I'm like, what's the difference? Um... Well, I guess it depends if you're married or not married. <laughs> Bikini or one piece? Both. Finally, one last question. At the end of the day, what do you or don't you wear in bed? What do I wear? Yes. Oh, I love men's boxer shorts and tank tops. I find that. Or men's oversized shirt. Ten times sexier than lingerie. Melissa, what a lovely, lovely oh, so much fun. conversation. Thank you so much. I don't so know if much. anyone else can see this amazing view, but it's like I'm trying not to be distracted by the beautiful boats going by. It's amazing. Or the helicopters going overhead. Oh, the helicopters <laughs> I didn't even notice. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me.